Amen. They are wonderful, anointed men of God. Amen. Y'all notice I didn't say good looking. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I love y'all too. Amen. Amen. But there's something amazing. Um, there's something amazing about the word of God. Amen. Jesus came. He died on the cross. And then he gave us the great commission. He said, go ye therefore into the nation. Amen. Make disciples. Amen. He had, a, he, had a, he had a commission and a job for us. He told us to go and what? Make disciples. What are the disciples going to do? They have to multiply themselves. Amen. And the vision of this church is right there. Evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Amen. If you're in this place, it's because somebody evangelized and told you about Jesus Christ and even invite, invited you here. You're here. How many people have been saved here? They came in here and got saved. Amen. God bless you for that. Amen. Because that, that's where evangelism happened. It happened and you got saved. Amen. I, I, I don't, how many people have been saved on the street? Just somebody ran into you and told you about Jesus. Amen. God bless you. How many more? All right. Well, God bless you. That's evangelism. That's true evangelism. You're out in the streets and somebody says, hey, let me talk to you about, let me talk to you for a minute. Amen. So that's the vision of this church. Evangelism, discipleship. Then comes discipleship. Now tonight, we have what we call discipleships in the making. We got some, some fire-packed anointed disciples, they're going to come out here and deliver this word, amen? And hopefully one day we're going to do the third one, amen, and send these three guys out, amen, and go plant a church somewhere, amen? So, so give, give them the amens, amen, get them, get them excited. They keep going and, and hitting you with a two-by-four, the word, amen, amen, and uh, let, let, let's, receive, uh, let's receive these, uh, these great anointed men of God. And uh, we're going to start off with my brother Jeff. And, uh, amen. I'm going to go ahead and introduce Brother Jeff. It, Jeff is, a, a, is an amazing guy. You see him as a, as a harmonica prayer, but, player, but I got to tell you, I've seen, I've, I've, I've seen Jeff go whew, spiritually, man. I mean, this, this, this guy is an amazing man of God, amen. And I know without a doubt that God has a, a, a powerful word in him. Amen. And uh, Jeff, I'm not going to take much of your time because your clock already started. Amen. <laughs> Thanks. I'm down to 13 minutes. Appreciate that. Okay. All right. All right. Got my timer going, my sound person going. Here we go. Um, title of the message tonight is God's will and plan for our lives. Okay. And I'm referencing the book of Jeremiah 29. Uh, about five or six verses from this book, okay? And his, God's plan for our lives is so incredible that this verse goes on to say how God wants us to be the best that we can be. And I promise you, I'm not going to go Joel Osteen on you tonight. To help us grow and be prosperous and have a bright, bright future. That wasn't a knock on Joel. He's doing an amazing work. Um, uh, so I'm going to start by um, referencing Jeremiah 29.1, 4-9, and 11-13. And uh, if technology supports me here. Now, this chapter is, is uh, it's an amazing chapter. Um, it talks about when um, King Nebuchadnezzar um, was, he exiled the Hebrew nation uh, into Babylon. And it took a tremendous period of time. The, the Hebrew nation, slaves for many, many years, 
under different rules, was under Nebuchadnezzar, and they were in, uh, when they went to Babylon, they were under exile, and all kinds of horrible stuff was going on. But God spoke to uh, Jeremiah to deliver a powerful message that relates to the theme uh, that, I, that I chose for tonight. So reading from the word, uh, 29.1. Uh, this is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles, to the priests, the prophets, and the other people that Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. And then going down to 4, um, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those that he carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, the Hebrew nation were enslaved. They were in exile. And Jeremiah delivers this message. He says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all of those that I carried into exile. Go and build homes. Settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives. Oh, Lord, technology. Find, uh, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in numbers there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you in exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners amongst you deceive you. Do not listen to what they tell you of this false encouragement that they have, because they are prophesying with lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord said. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. And this verse hit me pretty hard. I hope it does you too. For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. That message that relates to the uh, trials and the plight of the Hebrew nation exiled from Jerusalem to Babylon under a terrorist regime of Nebuchadnezzar before his restoration um, to the directors of the Lord to prepare their entire lives for the future under God's will and plan. Today, when certainly when I, I look at trying to better my life we get caught up in, in what the world's view of what time management, career planning, focus awareness, all in an effort to direct our future for the kind of life that we want. I, I can share that all the classes, the seminars, the programs that I've been exposed to in my professional career, they're all great roadmaps. They're all great guides, but they all lack the relationship to what God's plan was for us. In corporate America, and I know there's a, a bunch here that can relate to this, these seminars and workshops were all attempts to mold us into an image that these companies wanted us to be. And while they were good training sessions for bettering myself as a professional, 
the focus was always on what I needed to do to affect my direction and compliance with what they wanted me to do. Again, not to be disrespectful to education and that grooming and the disciplines that truly I will tell you I did not have. The focus was to drive me to alter my mindset and behavior to the image that the companies were looking to mold me to. So there's another amazing verse that relates to this. It's Isaiah 55. When I looked at that, it was verses 3, 4, 8, 9, 11, 12, 13, the entire, the entire chapter. Um, it's entitled The Anointing, His Plan, Not Mine. In, in uh, uh, version, uh, Bible.com has a great paraphrase for this. It, it says, this is what I must do to receive the blessing and the anointing. Not only will I receive his power, but his love and his promise for peace in my life. He also promises me that the word will produce as he says it will. He also let me know that the plan he has for my life far exceeds anything I can imagine for myself. He just said to follow it. You wonder, we wonder why we can't figure out what to do with our lives, what career path to follow. You know you should be doing something more, but you just don't know what that more is. Your plan is not mine, God said. The more we try to do things on our own, we lose focus. We get in our own way of our blessings. Um, you want to know what my plan for my life is? Continue to seek me, the Lord said, and I will reveal it to you as you grow in me. Now, I've been truly blessed in my professional career with many successes and life experiences and travels that have all been very, very amazing. However, each failure or stumbling block that was put in my way was because of one factor. I was trying to control that situation. It was so easy to get caught up in the successes thinking that, that I had something to do with that, but then turn right around and look for blame in others for the failures and the blocks instead of also taking responsibility. Our faith teaches us that we are not in control, that it's with blind obedience and faith that we must turn it all over and let Jesus and our Father be in control, to follow their lead and adhere to his guidance. I've learned that we are most certainly are responsible for carrying out and doing our part. You know, we, we, we have a responsibility. We have tasks that we have to do. We have to do the physical things that we're called to do while we're here. But if we do that, and it's in alignment with God's will and purpose, then he will do his. Okay, where are we going here? So, for the risk of time, um, it's a powerful word and a powerful message. And as, as I continue to, to grow and, and work on, on my path, I try to align what I'm doing with what alignment that God wants me to do. And the thing is, we can go to classes, we can read these books, we can listen to everything, but the word's already there, the roadmap's already there. So it is, it is glorious. It is truly, um, be with me, technology. It is truly that God's plan is that he knows 
the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us, and he plans to give us a hope and a future. Then we'll call on him and come to pray to God, and he will listen. We'll seek him and find him when we seek him in all our heart, and he will be found by you, declares the Lord, and bring you back from captivity. Lord, tonight I thank you for the opportunity to come and share the word with my family, my congregation. I ask and challenge not only myself, but every one of us to look deep within ourselves and know it's not our responsibility. Turn it over. Let Jesus drive that bus, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit keep guiding us and, and directing us. And let us have that wisdom to just listen to the Holy Spirit and read the word and quit trying to let the world mold us into what they want. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, and God bless you all. Amen. Amen. That's a powerful word. That was a word for me. Amen. If y'all didn't receive it, that's okay, because I got it. <laughs> no, this is, this is a word. Read this. I, I took these notes down. God already has a plan for us. Stop getting in the way of your own blessings. Amen. Because he's already set it up, and you keep stumbling in the way because he already has something better for you. Amen. We try to take on and Mm, amen. That's a good word, Brother Jeff. God bless you for that. Amen. Amen. So we got next uh, next disciple full of full of fire. Amen. We got Rob, brother brother Robert Starr. Him and his family is all here, and he's gonna deliver a word from God. Amen. Y'all keep those amens coming. <laughs> Oops, good catch. Praise the Lord. Man. The word is running away from me. Good evening, church. If you have your Bibles with you, I want to invite you to turn with me to Acts 3. I'm going to be looking at 1 through 10 tonight. It says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a crippled man from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at me. Silver and gold I have not, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet and began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I want to speak to you shortly tonight about being used by God. How many of you here really desire to be used by God? I have a burning desire to be used by God. I've been walking with him now for 29 years. I've seen God do glorious and awesome things. But I want you to know something, that God is only going to use people who are prepared to be used. He's not going to impart his spirit in an empty vessel. He's not going to impart his spirit into an unprepared vessel. 
He's not going to impart his spirit in a vessel that is not willing to submit to authority and willing to walk in obedience to his spirit because the prophet is subject to the spirit of the prophet. What kind of people does God use tonight? First of all, I want to submit to you that God uses people who do temple time. Peter and John were on their way to the temple. They were on their way for that afternoon prayer meeting. Amen. It was time to go and spend some time with God. I want you to know something. God's not going to use you until you spend some time in the Word. God's not going to use you until you spend some time in prayer, allowing His Spirit to prep your spirit for being used. Temple time is the most important time. It's not public ministry. Jesus spent more time in private time with his disciples than he did out in the public speaking. It's time, church, that we get back to the prayer room. I love our church having the prayer room. It was something of the bygone era. Time in prayer is good for everybody. And it doesn't matter how long the prayer time is. What Jesus is looking for is Quality time, not quantity time. The second thing is that God uses people who love people. You cannot be very effective if you walk up to someone that's laying in the gutter and say, Hey, you stupid drunk! Get up! Man, you stink! You're not going to be very effective with that individual. When we uh, were down south of here pastoring, we had a man in our church that used to sit on the back row when he came to church. I loved it when the man sat on the back row because everyone else moved forward about five. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory. You've got to learn to love people. You've got to love them for where they are. Love them for whatever junk and stuff is in their life. I thank God that someone loved me enough to tell me about the Lord Jesus Christ. I was a long-haired hippie. The drums were the tool of my trade in those days, and that's how I made my living, going around playing drums. And I could name the people tonight, and I won't, that I played with, and some of them you would know, and some of them you would go, well, who's that? And I'll just say, there has been now. I want you to know something. God uses people who loved people. Someone loved Robert Starr enough to tell him about Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ could change his life and turn it around. I want you to know something. The first time he told me that, I turned around and hit him. I didn't want to hear it. I pushed him away. But he loved me enough to keep sharing the gospel. And now, you know, he pastors in Hubbard, Texas, and we're up here, and we've gone down to minister for him in times past, and... And he's a great brother in the Lord. He took time to share the gospel with a long-haired hippie. Thirdly, God is going to only use people who are willing to be interrupted. Peter and John were on their way in to the prayer meeting. Listen, if you're so like me sometimes, I, my wife will tell you I am the worst when it comes to schedule. And Martha and I, sometimes we'll get in a fight. I'm like, honey, come on. We needed to be gone 20 minutes ago. Man, let me tell you something about wives. And I'm probably going to get booed and hissed by the ladies, but I'll say it anyway. Women have no concept of time. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. I felt that one bounce back. 
God uses only those who are willing to be interrupted. Sometimes outreach interrupts our life. Oh, but Pastor Blake, I've got a garage that needs to be cleaned out. Yeah, my garage needs to be cleaned out. And guess what? Outreach will come first. And I guarantee you the stuff that's in my garage that needed to be cleaned up will still be there tomorrow to be cleaned up. It's not going anywhere. Sometimes, folks, we have to be, uh, allow the Spirit of God to just interrupt our lives to do ministry. It's never, let me tell you, it is never convenient. Never convenient to have to drop what you're doing and going and seeing somebody in the hospital. It's never convenient to get called to the hospital at 3 o'clock in the morning to sit there and watch them die an hour later. Nothing convenient about that at all. But we've got to be willing to be interrupted because that is part of loving people. The fourth thing is, is God is only going to use those who are willing to give what they have. I like what it says here. It says he looked at them expecting to receive something. I tell you what, I'm like, like Peter and John. You look at me and say, hey, give me some money. I tell you what, I'm going to be like them. Silver and gold I have not. Washingtons and Franklins I have not. But what I do have, I want you to know something. You cannot give people, you cannot impart something to people that you have not received from God. Pastor's been preaching on the gifts of the Spirit, and I was praying about doing that, and I decided to go with the B side of my message where I'm at tonight. You cannot impart, you cannot pray for someone who's, who, for healing until you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, until you have received that into your life. You cannot impart what you don't have to impart. And a lot of that's going to come from temple time. It's going to come from reading the word time. Spending time with God. Spending time in your church. Being discipled. We've got to be willing, verse 5, to give what we have to give. He said, silver and gold I have not, but what I do have I give you. And he reached out and said, in the name of Jesus, walk. And then he reached out and took him by the hand and helped him up. I'm going to tell you something. That's faith. We need to be willing to give what we have. What good does it do for God to pour into us if we're not willing to pour out? We're like cups. Cups getting filled with water at the water jug and then going out and pouring out. What good does it do me to pour myself a glass of water if I'm not going to drink it? I want to tell you something. We need to allow the Spirit of God to use us in this manner. Verse 6, here God is only going to use people who rely on Him. I'll tell you what, we live in a day and age where we have a lot of preachers who want to take credit for everything that God does. We need to get rid of this spirit of the Hollywood church. I'm going to tell you something. Martha and I, we came out of one of those Hollywood churches, bless God. We were, we were kind of like a wooden wheel in, on a Ferrari, amen, in that place. I used words that were foreign to them, like sanctification, holiness. Now, when I say holiness, I'm not talking about oneness, holiness. I'm, don't worry, women. I, I, I'm like Pastor Blake. Listen, a fresh coat of paint never hurt an old barn. Women, I'm not suggesting that you build your 
tear up so high that you have to put on a red light to keep a plane landing at DFW from crashing into you. That's not my idea of holiness. My idea of holiness is living for God, sanctification, living separate from the world. God is looking for people to use that rely totally on him. It's from God. Everything that happens is from God. Every healing we've ever seen in our ministry has been God and him getting the glory and the praise for it. We were in South Texas about seven years ago preaching for a friend of mine down in Rio Frio, Texas. And I assure you that there are more people in this building tonight than live in Rio Frio, Texas. It's a town of 55 people out there in the middle of nowhere. God gave me a word of knowledge for a woman. And the Lord told me, you need to tell her she needs to stop being a pack rat. Phil's laughing because he remembers that. He was there. I thank God that my kids have traveled with me and seen God do these things. And they know it's him. They know it's not their dad. Listen, when we start taking credit for what God has done, that's going to cease it. And that's why we have, you know, a lot of times, our, the modern times in which we live, remind me of the times of Samuel when it says the word of the Lord is rare in those times. I want you to know something. Prophetic words don't come like they used to. Because too many people are trying to take credit for what God has done. We need to learn to rely on him and give him the glory. And that's my last point tonight. God will only use those who give him all the praise and the glory. I want to back up one thought. Isaiah 55, 6 and 9. I wasn't going to go there because Jeff kind of, but I will. <laughs> Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and your thoughts than in my thoughts and your thoughts. You know, I read that when I first got saved, and I want you to know for 29 years I've been praying, Lord, today let your thoughts be my thoughts and let your ways be my ways. That's also called the renewing of the spirit of your mind. Got to hurry here. Those who rely on God, give him the praise and the glory. It says here that the man was Dancing in the temple, praising the Lord. You didn't see Peter and John saying, Hey, over here, look what we did. Look, look, we healed him. Uh-uh, no. Beloved, God will only give those, will only use those who are willing to give him all the praise and all the glory. You want to take credit for what God's done? I feel sorry for you. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Seek the Lord while he may be found. I'm going to tell you something, folks. You're not ever going to be used by God until you're willing to seek him, until you're willing to settle down and allow the Spirit of God to plant you. I met someone today, and he said, well, we're just one of those disciples that God moves from place to place. I'm like, God don't have tumbleweeds in his kingdom. And I told him, you need to get planted. 
right back there. I probably overstepped my boundary, but I told him. Beloved, I'm going to tell you something. You want to be used by God? Get planted and stay in the faith. Amen. God doesn't have tumbleweeds. Amen. <laughs> I got I got some good notes. Robert, I'm gonna preach you. I'm gonna preach your message next week. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Amen. That God actually spoke to me there, right? That was a good word. And one thing just stuck out to me: God would use people who are willing to be interrupted. Amen. Who are willing to be interrupted. Meaning it's not convenient, right? It's not our convenient time when God wants to use us because you know what? It's his time, amen? It's all about God, amen? And it takes us back. We'll, we'll tie these in a little bit. It'll take you back to the plan of God, amen, what we just read. I mean, I mean, God, God is hitting straight on. Jeff came in and preached about the plan of God. And when you talk about God, is, God has a plan, and his plan may mean interrupting you and getting out of what you got in plan, Amen? Amen. This is a good word. Amen. We're going, we're going really good. Amen. Now, now we got we got one more. And we go, we're gonna be so saved tonight, boy. I'm telling you. Amen. We got brother Dwayne. I'm gonna y'all y'all give give God a hand for Dwayne as he comes up here. Amen. Dwayne, Dwayne is one of our five pack disciples. I, I really look up to this guy. Amen. He's uh he's 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 one of those disciples that you, he just catches it. He hears it, he catches it, he runs with it, amen. And, and and we need more, we need more Dwayne's, amen. Not that the rest of the disciples aren't good, but really you say it one time and you say, Oh man, this is what I would do, and Dwayne is on it. Amen. I I really thank God for you, Dwayne. Let the Lord use you tonight, brother. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. So I just have, uh, you know, just want to know who's here, you know, tonight because you was invited out. Who's here tonight because, you know, you got saved. I want to know uh, who's, who's, who's here tonight because somebody invited them out, whether they invited you out a while ago, but you got to this church because somebody invited you out. And you didn't. Amen. Amen. So I just want you to look at your neighbor, if you would, and just say thank you for saying yes. Amen. 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 But um, I've been coming here for almost a year. It's, it'll be a year on the 28th of this month, 10 days from now, you know. So I praise God for that, for me saying yes on the August 28th, you know. Um, I was on my second day at work you know, um, at my new job, and they had me work a double. I worked 10 to 6, and then they wanted me to turn around and work 6 to 2. So I'm mad, you know, but I'm like, I got to do it because I need this job, you know. So they come in at 6. The lady that's training me, she come in, she's smiling and happy and, you know, just, hey, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm like, Really? I just, you know, I just work. So, you know, and six to two, it's upbeat. It's you got to keep going. You got to get people up, got to do all these things. And, you know, it's just uh, so the whole day she kept talking to me, kept talking to me. And I was kept 
no, I'm not trying to talk to you right now. You know, if you want to do some work, we can do that. But other than that, I'm I'm not trying to talk to you. So she just kept going, kept having a smile on her face. I, I remember this smile. It was just annoying. It was annoying. Cause, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we just kept going. And she just kept kept trying to talk to me. And I was like, man, you know, and then eventually she was like, you're going to talk to me. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, so. So she came and was like, uh, so what do you like to do? I was like, I like to play basketball. She was like, oh, cool. My pastor likes to play basketball. And then she described him to me, and I was like, okay, I play with that guy a lot, you know. But, you know, it wasn't his time to invite me out to church or anything. You know, we just played ball together. But this woman just kept going, you know, kept trying to talk to me. She didn't give up. She didn't just stop and be like, okay, well, that's a rude guy, so I'm just leave him be, you know. She kept going. She kept going and did what God asked her to do, which was tell me about Jesus, invite me out. So because she invited me out, I went home. I got off at 2. I was tired, but she had invited me out to a revival that same night. She didn't even give me no week to come to church, you know. She come the same night, you know. I had, you know, so I was like, man, <laughs> I had plans to do something else, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. So... I called my son's mom. This is my beautiful wife now that's sitting in the front. Hey, man. Hey, man. But, you know, so I called her, and she was not happy. <laughs> you know, because I, was, I wasn't the best dad at all, you know. So I was, I called. She was talking crazy, talking crazy. And long story short is in the middle of this argument, I was like, hey, you want to go to church with me tonight? <laughs> she said yes. You know, she says yes, and I'm looking at the phone like, huh? She, yes, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's start at 7, you know. It's total, you know. So we got here, and we've been coming ever since. But but I'd like y'all to turn with me to uh, Mark 16, if you would. In verse 15, it says, uh, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And that's what that woman did. That woman didn't just, you know, just say, ah, God, not this guy. You know, not this guy. She went, and even though I was rude to her, not trying to talk to her, she talked to me, you know. She encouraged me. She had that smile going. I wanted that. I didn't want it at 6 o'clock, but I wanted that smile, you know. I wanted that smile, you know. So it was just something that you know, I desire, but that lady, you know, invited me out, and now I have my wife here, my family here, you know, and I get to invite people out, and that's what I love to do so much, you know, just go out, and, you know, I got my nephew Andy, you know, when he first started, I mean, he was coming here before I was, but, you know, I was like, hey, man, we need to get some, some cards and start passing them out. He had an excuse every time. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I, uh, you know. Uh, uh, uh. So I was like, okay, I got you. So I gave him some. He's like, oh, okay. You know, so so he went and uh, he passed one. He was like, man, I passed out three today. I was like, first day? Yeah, I passed out three today. I was like, okay, cool. Then I come back. He was like, I passed out some more. I need some more. So, and now ever since, this dude been passing cards out, been been sharing his faith at work, you know. And all type of stuff. It's just amazing. 
just because of that one one lady that decided to say yes to Jesus, you know, decided to say yes and decided to share her faith, decided to keep going, decided to invite me to church, even though I was rude, you know what I mean? So if you don't get anything else out this message, just get these three points. Just go and be bold. You got to imitate somebody, follow somebody, follow the good things, not the bad things. You know, if you see I'm doing something bad, now nah, I'm going to leave that out. I'm going to go stick to the good things you're doing. And don't give up because that's what that lady did. She did not give up, you know. She kept after me, kept after me. And that day she wore me down. And that's what it takes sometimes, you know. So I would just, if you would, just turn with me again to 1 Corinthians 11, 1. And this verse says, uh, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. And that's what I mean by my second point is imitating. We have to imitate somebody. Like I look up to pastor so much, pastor and, you know, Dylan. You know, I seen this dude. We out outreaching. It was four of us. You know, we out outreaching and this dude was like, hey, I just want to ask you if you know Jesus. Dude was like, yeah, yeah, I know Jesus. You know, and then he was like, oh, okay, cool. He was like, so if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? Dude was like, well, huh. <laughs> you know, well, um, he was like, okay, cool. So he was like, well, I want to say a prayer with you. You know, and I just want that boldness, you know what I mean? That boldness to go and just be like, I don't care who it is. If God tell me to talk to him, I'm going to go talk to him, you know. And just imagine if, you know, just... Just if that lady just was like, no, you know. What if pastor was like, nah, I don't feel like going to Denton. That's too much, you know. None of us would be in this building. You know, we might be somewhere else maybe, you know, but we're not sure. But he said yes, and so we're here. And it's just we just have to say yes to what God wants us to do, you know. So we got to just come to outreach, and that's part of following what, following imitating. You know, it was, hey, I'm going to go to outreach. Hey, I'm going to go pass out cards. Hey, I'm going to go do this. Hey, I'm going to go tell somebody about Jesus. Hey, I'm going to go love somebody. You know, pray for somebody. Do something. You know, we just have to watch what other people do and try to do that. You know, and that's how we get motivation. That's how we get better, you know, because none of us was, well, I don't know if none of us was came out and was, a Jesus, you know, just, hey, here you go, just came out right out of the womb just loving Jesus and wanting to hand out cars. That don't, that don't happen, you know. So it's something we got to watch and see. And my son, he's asleep right now, but it's all good. But, you know, I just seen him one day. He was praying, you know, and just started praying in tongues, you know, because of what he heard me do. And it was, you know, a beautiful thing. And then I seen my little boy, he first word was Jesus, you know, just something amazing, you know, just what Jesus can do in our lives, you know what I mean, and I just, I love him so much, and just from where he brought my life from, where I was out partying every night, doing whatever I was doing, now I'd rather do nothing but be in this place, be in this building, you know what I mean, I love coming to church, you know, so they, you know, they, some people just, don't get it, but like he was saying, I, you know, I try to get it. I want to get it. So therefore, you know, 
So I just, I'm, any chance I get to come to church, I'm going to be here. If I can't make it, I'm going to be wishing I was here, you know, praying I was here, you know, and if I got to listen to the podcast or whatever, and then I'm going to listen to it, you know, but it was, uh, you know, I just, if you could uh, turn me to John 12, if you could. John 12, 48. And it says, uh, he who rejects me and does not receive my word has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. So as far as that go, we don't have to be scared. You know, if they say no, you got it. But what I did was I told you I did my part. I did what God asked me to do. I said yes to him. Whether you say yes to him or not, I'm going to do my part. So we have to do what we have to do, you know. It's like, man, she could have been like, man, that, that rude God, no God, nope. I'll wait till tomorrow or another day to talk to somebody else, but not that guy. That guy's rude, but no, she was like, okay, he's rude, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do my part. And when she did her part, then I was like, okay. And then I said yes, and then I did my part because when – she was saying what she was saying to me on the phone. I wasn't trying to invite her to no church. <laughs> you know? So it was just like, man, you know? And he was like, invite her to church. Like, no. You know? And I was like, you want to go to church? Yes. <laughs> Appreciate it. You know? <laughs> you know, like, man. And now we, you know, married, fixing coming up on a year, you know? And I do have to say that I love my wife a lot, so much. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But if you turn to the last scripture in Galatians 6, verse 9. Uh, and it says, and let us not grow weary while we're doing good. For in due season we will reap. If we do not lose heart, lose heart means give up, you know. So all we have to do is give up. We had a guy that was in here. He's not here right now, but his name Chris. He's real shy. And we was out outreaching, you know, and I gave him some cards, and I didn't know he wasn't shy, you know. So he was just sitting back, not doing much, and I was like, just go give somebody a card. He was like, man, uh, I don't know about that. I was like, just, just go give it to him. I was like, just, you know, just say Jesus loves you and hand it to him. He did that, and the first two people was like, nah, get away from me. Nah, nah. You could see his spirit like, man, this is terrible. I was like, hey, it's gonna, that's going to happen. People going to say no, but we got to do our part. And so he was like, okay, cool. So then the next person was like, oh, thank you very much. That is so amazing. And then you could just see him lift it back up. And that's what we have to do. We just can't lose heart. You know, when we got our mom or anybody that's in our family, we got to reach out to them. We got to let them know that, hey, I changed. I ain't what I was a year ago. You know, I'm doing something new. If you want to come join me, you can, but I'm not going to join you. You know what I mean? I'm going to do what I have to do, and I'm going to love Jesus, and I'm going to praise him. And I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to get out here, and you'll see me in the malls. You'll see me wherever. If I'm giving it up, you know, if I'm, out, I'm saying thank you, you know. I'm just saying I love Jesus. So the three points again was just go, be bold, 
imitate or follow somebody and don't give up. And that's what we have to do if we want to love Jesus and keep this multiplying. We want to fill these chairs up. And we can only do that if we do these three things by going and being bold, imitating somebody, and not giving up. I want to thank you guys. Amen. Amen. I'm so fired up right now. Y'all have no idea. I'm so fired up. Amen. God's to be bold. Good word. Dwayne, that's a good word, man. I know God used all three of these men tonight. Amen. As, as wild and crazy as we are in this church. Amen. Really, we, we really are just, just soldiers for Christ. Amen. We can only be used for God. Amen. Uh, and it's so amazing because this message, say yes to Jesus, ties into being interrupted. Amen. It really ties into being, see, 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 here's where it goes. When God has a plan for you, amen, he has a perfect plan for you. Amen. What happens is we try to, we try to, you know, adjust it just a little bit, be piece by piece, amen. And we try to make it, make it work for us. But the thing is, sometimes you go through a couple of hurdles, and if you just say yes and agree to be interrupted, you will get to the place where God wants you to go, amen. And I, I, I get, if I were to summarize the message that we're tonight, and musicians, you can come up. God is, God is speaking with us tonight. Amen. God is speaking with us tonight where we've been so, you know, you may be in here. You've been maybe so caught up in everything you got going on. It may even be serving. But we, we need to start hearing the word of God, the voice of God when he's saying speak, when he says go, when he says do it. Amen. We are never too busy for God. When you're in that grocery lane and in that grocery aisle and you really got to go, the line is long and you're with that lady or, or the guy, he's right there checking you out and you're like, man, I left, some, I left something cooking. I really ain't got time for this. You know, it, it, it really doesn't hurt to just speak. When God says speak, speak. I'm telling you, one day I went and bought ice cream. I, I bought ice cream. You know, ice cream melts, amen. I was at Walmart. It was hot and it was outside. And... And there was a guy walking by. I was like, no, I ain't. Uh, uh, come on. Uh -uh. And not today, man. I got this ice cream. It's going it's to melt. I got to go. And we had, we, I think we had youth in the car. A couple of youth were in the car. I was like, all right, you know, I'll go speak to him. Lord, hey, what's going on? I, I did. I went and spoke with him. And, and he, you know, he was like, hey, I got a church or whatever. And he walked off. But I knew what? I did my part. God had said something. God said, go do it, and I did my part. You know what? This is what, he, this is what the word of God says, some plant, some water, but who causes the growth? God causes the growth. And, man, the word of God tonight is telling us we need to what? Become available. We need to open our schedules up. We need to open ourselves up and become available because that's what it takes us back to. Well, well my, brother, my brother Robert was preaching. If we want to be used by God, we have to change our availability. Amen. We can't, we can't hold the vacancy. We can't hold the busy sign, amen, because we are used for God, amen. We are vessels of the Most High King, amen. And I just want to encourage you tonight, and if everybody will bow your heads and close your eyes.